This is Walks of Life by In the Know and Some Friends. Hi, my name is My name is Hi, I'm 19 and I live in the Midwest. Oh, that car is going really fast. It was a Volkswagen Jetta, and it was flexing on me, I think. Okay, hi, hi, (sighs) hi. I'm a little tense right now, I'm not going to lie to you, mostly because I've never done anything like this before. I don't even listen to podcasts that much. I do listen to some. I listen to Serial, I listen to Tax Shepard's podcast, so bear with me. I'm currently walking in my neighborhood. It's kind of like your average suburban neighborhood. Looks exactly like those neighborhoods from like 80s, 90s movies. (laughs) I honestly know this place like the back of my hand. It took me a while to learn that because for the first couple years of living here, I was really worried. I didn't really want to leave the house. It's kind of an anxious, anxious dude. And then in high school, that kind of dissipated, you know. I just got done with my freshman year of college. (laughs) I go to college in the same town I grew up in. I've been in this town for like eight, nine years. I go to college here. I went to middle school here. I went to high school here. Just came home for my first summer back. And it feels weird. You go to college. You live in the dorms. You make friends. I can get like cookies there at 3 a.m. Then I come home and I can't really be out past like 10. Even 11 is pushing it. And if it's 12, I'm probably going to be not allowed to go out for the next day. (laughs) It's a very jarring feeling to have all that freedom for a good while, you know, a year. And then I'll ask my parents if I can sleep over at a friend's house, and they're like, no. And what's the point? Because I just had the biggest sleepover of my life for like a year straight in the dorms. (laughs) But yeah, that's something I'm dealing with right now. Freedom and what to do with my spare time and structure. consider myself kind of a lazy dude. So the summer has all been about trying to get out, trying to do more. There's also summer figuring out what I want to do, not just with my time, but also low-key with my life. You get to explore a lot of things in college. I got to explore a lot when I was over there. Over there, like when I was 10 minutes away from home. I started college pre-med. I took the chemistry classes, I took the biology classes. I joined a pre-med frat, actually, (laughs) which is funny. It's not like a social frat, it's a business frat, you know, like it's like a professional fraternity. I didn't think I was gonna, but I only joined it because I... Because a girl I liked joined that frat, who was also pre-med. And then I ended up getting in, and she did not. I started pre-med. I did the whole gauntlet. Hated it. Chemistry sucked. Biology was, I, I think biology is a fun subject, but, you know, chemistry. Oh, my God. Why? I don't know. What's the point of, like, I had to find professor, you know, and classmates and stuff. The exams were designed to, like, make us fail. It's crazy. And it's, like, I don't know. (laughs) It was so intimidating. It was so intimidating. So, freshman year, a maelstrom. I'm reconsidering being a doctor. I'm reconsidering being, I'm having a, uh, hopefully not a midlife crisis, but, you know. Yeah, hopefully this is not midlife. 
I would be broken up if it was, but I don't know, man. Sometimes I think, oh, I'm just 19 years old. It's fine. Like, there is so much time. Oh, car. Oh, that was a Tesla. They were really flexing on me. You consider a lot when you're 19, right? You consider a lot when you're this age. Or so I've heard. I don't think it's unusual for me to be reconsidering what I want to do with my life, but you know. At the same time, it's very intimidating. I went to high school with a lot of high achieving people. Those people are doing a lot right now. And they're at Ivy Leagues and stuff and like, are like six year med programs and they know they want to go into finance or medicine. It's like, am I a failure for not figuring it out this early? You know what I mean? But yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like a failure for not figuring it out that early. It's weird. It's a little strange, you know? It's summer. All my high school friends are back, and I I remember last summer, it, there was this feeling of like, oh, we're going to college. It's crazy. It's like the movies. We're going to leave each other, so let's go out and live with a bang. And we did all this crazy stuff. We did fun stuff. We went on trips. And now everyone's back, and it's this feeling of like, oh, what do we do now? I didn't think this was, I didn't think about this, at least for me. I still love those people. I like hanging out with my friends. But sometimes it feels kind of meandering. You know? This is a small town. I live in a pretty small town. A pretty sleepy town. For better and for worse. So there's not a lot to do here. Other than like... Drink and light fireworks. And I'm Muslim. So I can't really drink. So we just light fireworks. Do you hear the birds? There's so many. Feels like I'm in a Hitchcock film. Okay, we get it. <laughs> this feels like a summer about structure, about compromise, about discipline. That's not something I've had to grapple with a ton recently. College hits you like a truck. I had to manage my time, my classes, my work, my social life. I never really had to do any of that in high school. I was smart enough and like lazy enough I knew enough to skate by and to put effort into the things I really cared about. The classes I really loved and stuff, you know, but in college just all fell apart. Like it was crazy. I was in the library all the time or I don't know. I don't know. I procrastinate a lot. So I've been trying to, <laughs> I've been trying to wake up earlier, trying to eat healthier. I don't think I have a lot of balance in my life, which I know is a stupid thing. To maybe say if you're as young as I am, but I want to have balance. Balance being, you know, maybe a sense of what I want and, 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 and balance pursuits in the way to achieve it. And like, maybe if I had balance, I'd be able to more easily figure out what I want. You know. The beginning of the summer, I clashed with my parents a lot. I have a great family. I have great parents. And I'm privileged and lucky to have that. I'm not overseeing that. It's just, it feels like some things are lost in translation. I especially butt heads with my mom a lot. My mom raised me for 18 years. She stayed at home. And then very recently, she's decided to go to nursing school. So she's been out of the house a lot more because she even has like a summer semester. And it's, I see her a lot less, even though I'm at home a lot more. My dad has very high expectations for me. I think me 
expressing to them very recently that I didn't necessarily really want to be a doctor was kind of a shock. I understand where that stress is coming from. I think every immigrant kid who has parents like this understands it. You know, it's a, it's a big thing to relocate from your country, come here, have kids. What if the kid grows up to do nothing? Did you move for nothing? Shouldering that is a little intense. I don't know if all immigrant kids think that. I just think you shoulder the hopes of your family. You really do. I'm worried I'll be like 30 and bald and like living in their basement. They'll be like, oh my God. That was a mean stereotype. I, I'm not that worried about that. I just, I understand, you know, I had a conversation with my dad the other day and he was like, if you fail, if you, you know, don't get a good job or end up being unmarried at like an older age or whatever, the blame is going to be shouldered on your mom, not you, because you're a brown man. You know, the son is seen as the mother's responsibility. And I never thought about that before, like that, you know. It's even more stressful. I don't want to be the reason why people should talk to my mom. I don't want to be seen as her failure. I, I, I owe her. She did a lot for me. It's a, she came here knowing no one, barely knowing the language. I want to be the fruition of that sacrifice. But it's just stressful, you know? I just... It's a theme that's very resonant with people my age, people in my peer group. You are a hope for whatever kind of social mobility that your family wants. I love my parents. I, I, I want to do right by them. I would like them to be proud of my endeavors. I sound like... You know what I mean. And maybe this is all jumbled, but I hope it makes sense. There are so many things I, I want to do. Well, what, okay, the question everyone's asking is, if you don't want to do that, what else do you want to do? I think my parents think I want to be some sort of vagabond and hitchhike across the country. I don't. I like writing. I journal a lot. I write a lot. I like writing. Writing is a lot of fun to me. High school, I got really excited even to write emails. My high school is pretty small. Whenever someone lost something, we would just email the whole school. So what I would do is I would lose things and write just the most intricately pretentious emails. I would try to put jokes in them and stuff and just send them up because I just wanted people to read it and wanted to make people laugh. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I like writing. I want to write for TV. There, I said it. Oh, I just stopped walking when I said that. I don't know why. I'm tense, honestly. I like writing. I watched a lot of TV when I was a kid. I watch a lot of TV now. I think TV has been very formative on me. I remember as a kid, I'd watch all these TV shows. I'd go to the credits, and I'd just Google everyone's names in the credits. It didn't matter who they were. And after a while, I slowly began to source that there were people that put those shows on. So, <laughs> I don't know. I, I told my parents, I don't know if I want to be a doctor. I'm kind of hedging it. But if I told them I wanted to do that, maybe, they'd kill me. They'd freak out. No, I don't think they'd kill me. But the concept of, that, the concept of doing that is, is unheard of. And doing it is hard. It's not like I'd know if I'd be any good at it.
I don't necessarily have a lot of confidence in myself. You can probably tell that from this, but it's something I've been working on. Like I said, this is a summer of discipline. This is a summer of bettering myself. It's hard. Aside from all that, you know, I just started working on a research lab. And this is the thing. There's all these jumble of interests that kind of correspond. Like, I don't know how I feel about being a doctor, but I really like science. I've always liked it. It's always been a passion of mine. I like conducting scientific research. Figuring out what I want is a process that's straining my relationship with my parents and my family. And I don't want that, you know? But I do want to figure out what I want. I do... Maybe I'm just indecisive because I'm young. I don't tell my parents this. But sometimes I just tell them I'm going to work or going to the lab and I just go to this cafe on campus and I just write. I write scripts or I write like little little essays and notes to myself. I haven't shown anybody this because I'm just starting out. I'm just learning how to format a script and stuff. I write a lot of scripts where the characters are named verbatim after me and my friends and my family, so I'm probably never going to put that out in the world. <laughs> but it's nice practice. I downloaded a final draft. I'm just working on stuff like that. It's nice. It helped me clear my head. It's a hard thing to myself to admit what I really want to do, you know? I stopped in my tracks when I said I maybe want to write. It's a hard thing to consider. It is drizzling. I'm not going to lie to you guys. So what we're going to do is we're going to start walking very quickly to some shade. Hmm. My dad always tells me he wanted to be a cinematographer when he was my age. But uh, he ended up not being that. He ended up going into a good STEM-related field for stability and, you know, focus. And sometimes I wonder what happens if he did become the cinematographer, a Bollywood cinematographer. I find it very interesting that our parents had aspirations of their own that they just don't even touch on in day-to-day -day conversation with us. I had to pry it out of him, you know? I think he was a lot like me once. Maybe for my mom, it was a little less straightforward because she was a woman in India. I think there were different expectations placed on her. She got married really young. She had me pretty young. I think there's long been a narrative in media and stuff that immigrants, you know, Indian immigrants, any kind of immigrants, like, pulled between two worlds, you know, shoes, Jordans outside, and chapels in the house. But I don't feel like that. I don't feel like I'm torn between the two. I like who I am. I'm just not sure about where I want to go. And not being sure about that is a little more intense, I guess. In a lot of families, a lot of immigrant families, the oldest kid, especially if it's a son, is like a torchbearer, you know? The role model, the standard descent. I don't feel like that. I feel like the prototype. I feel like the first Iron Man suit that he makes in Iron Man 1. It's like an existential thing, right? Like, I really want to make them proud. I also want to make myself proud. I'm not very... I don't know how I can do that. I know that's kind of an abstract concept, but that's how I feel. <laughs> the rain clouds kind of dissipated. The drizzle is gone. I'm going to sit for a second. Oh, there's a plaque underneath the bench. You have got to be kidding me, dude. This plaque is dedicated to a doctor. This is stressful. I'm getting up. I'm walking. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've never been able to talk about myself like this. 
it helps when I can do things like this. It helps when I think I get to see myself in media and stuff. Maybe that's the reason why I like storytelling to a degree. I'm having a lot of fun doing this. I remember growing up, you'd watch shows like Jesse. I don't know if you've seen Jesse, but it is a Disney Channel sitcom. By a nanny that like babysits like very rich kids. One of the kids is adopted from India, his name is Ravi. He's played by Karn Brar. He owns a lizard and he speaks in an accent and even though that's leagues away from what I know, I was thrilled to see it. I liked seeing that. I liked having that for myself, you know? I don't I think people underestimate how much good representation matters. I'm older now and I can see myself reflected in a lot more things. I can see myself reflected in like a lot of comedy by like Hasan Minhaj. Honestly, I think the first thing that made me feel like I wasn't alone in feeling necessarily like this very loosely was like the show Rami by Rami Youssef. And and the greatest thing is when I see a show like this and I, I feel connected, I, I show my parents immediately. I tell them, oh, it's a really funny show, you'll like it. But I think at the core of it, I'm just trying to translate how I feel to them by showing the media that we can both understand. And sometimes they get it, sometimes they don't, you know. I had a girlfriend. Recently, we decided to go our separate ways. And I think maybe that's where I'm worried from because she said, I need to figure out who I am without you. And that was kind of a shocking thing to me. I thought we were doing okay. I thought we were doing more than okay. When she said that, I just kind of felt like, oh my God, she wants to find out who she is now. I've never questioned who I am. Do I need to do that now? Maybe that's been bothering me more than I think, more than I accept. I think I'm someone who's always in flux. Maybe that's not the greatest thing to be in, but you know. This is helping me understand myself a little more, I think. Understanding what I want. It was actually very good to get this off my chest. It's been therapeutic. I am always doubting myself, but talking right now was the one moment maybe that I'm not doubting myself, that I'm not even thinking about checking what I say. This was really nice. Even just talking through it, I feel like I have a greater understanding of my relationships with, my, with the people around me, and I just, I don't know. This was emotionally taxing, this whole thing. Thank you a lot for listening. I haven't talked to anyone like this in a while. I hope wherever you are, you're doing well. And I'll see you later. Created by Kareem Rama. Executive producers for In the Know are Alexander Hughes and Jordan Walker. Senior producer for In the Know is Alexandra Katsalis. Executive producers for Some Friends are Kareem Rama, Andrew Kuo, Kehlani Esparza, and Eamon Ismail. Original audio production, music, and sound design by Salt. Executive producers for Salt are Noah Gersh, Jamie Sheffman, Nick Panama, and Kenzie Wilbur. Salt Head of Production, Liz LeMay. 
Salt Head of Engineering, Jordan Galvin. Salt Head of Post-Production, Robert Adler. Edited and mixed by Parisa Kazemi. Sound design and additional audio editing by Noah Kowalski. Original music and composition by Jasper Van Dyke, courtesy of Extreme Music. 